Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest, from Kill Switch Engage, Mike D. And now, here is your host, Rob Hosbunny. Back for the deucer, it's Rob. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome edition of the Squared Circle Pit. Today on this edition, we have Mike D, the bassist of Killswitch Engage. Now, Killswitch Engage just released a new album called Incarnate, and we're actually going to talk about it and how it relates to pro wrestling, because this is, remember, this is a pro wrestling show for metalheads and non-metalheads. I'm just here to talk about pro wrestling. We talk a lot, a lot with Mike about pro wrestling. We talk about CM Punk, of course. Killswitch Kill Engage wrote a theme song for CM Punk, the one that he used right before Cult of Personality. We'll also talk about Cult of Personality, some of Mike's favorite wrestlers, some of his favorite matches, what it was like to see WrestleMania live. He saw WrestleMania 23 with Ric Flair's retirement and a lot of awesome wrestling talk. And stick around after the wrestling talk because I really want to talk about this Hulk Hogan Gawker trial because, man, it's pretty great. But let's get into it with Mike D of Kill Switch Engage. Now entering the squared circle pit. From Kill Switch Engage, Mike D. Thank you for hanging out. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Pro wrestling. I'm stoked to talk about pro wrestling. I never get a chance to, so hopefully I'll say some good stuff for you. Uh, yeah, and if you don't, it's fine. We'll edit all the shit. <laughs> edit all the crap out. Uh, yeah, it's a busy week. One question. <laughs> it's a busy week for you guys. You're you have a week long New York residency. Your new album Incarnate comes out this Friday. By the time sort of tonight, air. actually, we'll have them here tonight. So you can oh, okay. Well, by the time this airs, the album is out. Okay. The the residency is over, and so we don't have to talk about any metal today on the <laughs> show. We're just talking pro wrestling. <laughs> Woo! No influences, no what were you thinking, just pro wrestling. Great. Fantastic. So, uh, the first question I like to Rob ask. Rob Van Dam. Okay, great. Rob Van Dam's your favorite wrestler. <laughs> That's awesome. It's good. good start. I'm a big fan of Rob Van Stone Dam. Stone Cold as well. Cool. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't, I like, right now my favorite wrestler is Sasha Banks. Fantastic, right? Because she is like so great, like so fully realized as a character and right. I just love her confidence and she's a great wrestler too and it's awesome to have like a kick-ass woman wrestler. And she's from Boston. She, she used to wrestle in NECW, which is the local mm -hmm. um, wrestling thing in, in the, I think it was just Northeast. Um, Northeast Championship. Yeah, wrestling. and she built her built her way up, but boy, oh boy, she's entertaining to watch, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's the boss. <laughs> uh, so her and did, Bailey, I like Bailey a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like all the NXT divas are awesome. I like Charlotte, sure. especially like her heel persona right now with better soccer. heel, I think, than yeah. the face. Yeah. Uh, and I love Ric Flair as like the soccer mom, Greatest, who's like right? super into. His daughter. And and like I kind of like it that he sort of makes it about him, too. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I can't get enough Ric Flair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ric Flair. Actually, if I have to say who my favorite wrestler is, it is Ric Flair. It's, He's uh, great. I, yeah. Wrestling, yeah. I like him a lot, but on the mic, 
he's probably my yeah, favorite mic work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how did you get into pro wrestling? Was it when you were a kid? How did it start? Um, I used to watch like any kid would on Saturdays. I had a cousin that was really into it and have posters all over his wall. But I didn't really get into it till about 97. I was on tour with my old band, Overcast, and we were on tour with a band called Disembodied. And every night after the show, they would have WCW um, Thunder on, mm-hmm. and they would replay it like two or three times way, way late at night. So we'd finish a show and then watch Thunder, uh, you know, 1 a.m. or something like that. And um, I sort of just was kind of into it a little bit, but not particularly into the theatrics of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was then this I, like during the NWO era? Yeah, 97, right? Yeah, so. yes. Yeah. Um, and then I stumbled upon ECW, which was on the um, Spanish channel at mm-hmm. my house. Happened to be channel surfing at 12 o'clock at midnight. And then just my jaw dropped when I was seeing yeah. some of the stuff that they were doing. And that led me down the ECW road. So I was I was with I was watching that and going to show house shows all the time. Just uh, my buddy who put out the overcast records, John Dudek. Mm-hmm. Uh, live right down the street from the bingo hall. So mm-hmm. anytime I was in that area, he's like, oh, let's go down and check it out. Or Oh, at the ECW Arena? Yeah, at the yeah. ECW Arena. And he was constantly telling me about Ring of Honor and a bunch of other underground promotions that were hard to see right. in Massachusetts. They just really never came around. Um, and then when ECW died, I had to become a WWE fan. I really was resistant, though. But Stone Cold won me over. Um, okay. So ECW is what drew you back into yes, wrestling because... Yes. Because of the realism and like the hardcore, it was pretty much like the heavy metal of pro wrestling. Exactly, and the theatrics were to a a minimum. Minimum. Yeah, it was just like go out there and battle, and who knows how this match is going to end up? It could start off as a as a two people against each other, and then turn into a three way dance, and then all of a sudden a fourth guy will come out, and you just like all rules were out the window. But it was just so entertaining to watch. Like I couldn't get enough of it. The best. Yeah, even watching. I go back now on the network to watch. The episodes, because I actually discovered ECW very similar way to you did. I was just flipping the channels really late or something. Or actually, in my parents' room, like I, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, we got Philadelphia channels okay. for some reason. Like the antenna just caught the Philly stations. Only in that room? Yeah, only in that room. <laughs> and like one night, I was just like this one local UHF channel, channel 48, I forget what it is, but they would have wrestling every night at 10 p.m., and for, so, like, one night was WCCW, one night was ECW. And then, like, I remember seeing ECW and just being like, this is insane. This is, like, all these old uh, WWE, WCW guys, but they're so much cooler here. Like, Johnny Polo was Raven, and I loved Raven. Mm. Or or Shane Douglas was much cooler than, you know, Dean Douglas. Than he Big was time. Yeah, they had control over their characters, and they could make them yeah. as cool as they wanted to make them and not have to worry about a script telling them what to do. And it was and it was cool. It was like I feel like wrestling uh before used to be pretty cheesy. Yes. Especially WWF at the time in the 90s was very very cheesy. Mm. But ECW was like hip. It was it was very current and they had, you know, uh, the Sandman who was like drinking beer or whatever. Amazing. Like, yeah, the yeah, characters like, that would come out of there were so revolutionary. Yeah. Um and then all of a sudden you'd see things like that pop up in WWE and right. like, oh, I know where that originally came from, you know. Exactly. Yeah, like the WWE WWF Attitude Era is essentially an ECW knockoff but like Disney yeah. Disney 5 exactly <laughs> to yeah. be more 
Uh, I mean, it worked for them, you know. They put WCW out of business. <laughs> it definitely worked for him. I yeah. love that Shane, uh, Shane O'Mac is back now. Yeah. After, that, what, seven years. That was really exciting when he, when he came back. Just speaking of the WCW, uh, WWE, how they had that. Remember, mm-hmm. I was uh, on both channels when they were merging that one night, the last night of yeah. WCW. That was pretty crazy. That was, a crazy, that was sad, though. I was really bummed out because, like... <clears throat> Uh, it was cool having two shows, even though the last two years of WCW like were so bad. It was really bad. The cruiserweights were great. Yeah, it, they, that's the thing. It's like WCW still presented an alternate style to WWE, and like they they would never, they never really liked the cruiserweights. Except now they're going to be doing this cruiserweight t- series on the WWE Network. I don't know if you heard about it. It's like a ten week show. Oh, really? They're doing a sixteen person invitational tournament where they're inviting sixteen cruiserweights from all over the world who aren't signed to wwe to be on awesome this tournament is it going to be just network only yeah it's only on the network it's going to be supposed to be on right after nxt in the summer and the idea is like to kind of audition these cruiserweights from around the world who are like free agents and also they just signed this mexican wrestler la sombra a few months ago and it's supposed to be kind of his platform to be like made Sweet. In the network. It's so a great idea. Cool. Yeah. I bet Triple H had a hand in that. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, but let's go back to uh, ECW, like the late 90s or whatever. Who were some of your guys back then? I know you mentioned Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, every time he came out, just the swagger. He, it was just a whole new style of doing a promo, just mm-hmm. being super egotistical and just hilarious. And a stoner. First <laughs> complete public stoner. wrestling stoner. He didn't have to yell at all yeah. to get his point across. Um, and he was just so egotistical that you yeah. just laugh every time he would say something. Um, Sabu, amazing. Sabu, revolutionary. Um, up until he just racked his body so much that you couldn't really deal with watching. He scares me now. I, I really can't see it. Upstairs, guys. Thank you. <laughs> the crew just came in searching uh, for the venue. It's fun seeing musicians being completely lost in a venue. Um, <laughs> of course, Sam, man, you can't not love his entrance. Yeah. Oh. And, and the fact that he couldn't wrestle a lick. Yeah, I mean, he was all, he was all, the, once the match started, you already saw the best part of the Sandman. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but Dudley he, boys back then yes. were just unstoppable. Such great heels. Um, New Jack was ridiculous. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if they could ever do that character in WWE. Because no, no. he was just nonstop. Uh, and like really the music, like when you think about it, like with New Jack, uh, the, uh, what was the Ice Cube Dr. Dre song uh, from America's Most Wanted? Right, right, right. Uh, like just that hitting, like that, that cue, it's like everyone would go nuts and it was just the music that did it. Just saying, man. Yeah, and it, like music was such an integral part of ECW and what was right. cool is that they actually got somehow figured out a workaround for this licensing. Yeah, I don't know, I don't I don't know how they did that. And <laughs> I feel like they probably didn't pay much licensing. I, I really, I know that WWE doesn't want to pay licensing. And mm-hmm. when we did a song for them for yeah. CM Punk, um, it was like a split thing and they just gave us money up front. And then they said, we own this now. So let's talk, let's get into that since okay. you brought it up. As a wrestling fan, how cool was it when they approached you being like, we want your song. Oh, God. Is that what, like, how did, how did it first come about? I think I left a stain in my pants. I was so excited. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was brought up to us through management that Joe Johnson, the guy at WWE that does all the music. Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson, sorry. Uh, had contacted us and apparently Randy Orton really liked the band and wanted mm-hmm. us to do a theme song for him. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we were psyched. We were really, well, I, Howard and myself were really excited. We we'd watch wrestling on the bus all together all the time, but the rest of the guys don't really get it. They're mm-hmm. not into it at all. 
Um, so it basically got pinned down to we have we were practicing for a tour and getting ready to record a record, and they said, okay, we have one day to figure out. Okay, sorry. They sent us a track, and we're like, okay, you can either cover this song or you could uh, uh, redo it any way you want, but we kind of want the song sort of to go like this. Mm-hmm. And it was awful. It was like this new metal garbage. It was really, really... Everyone looked at each other like, we don't want to touch this. So we left it on a so, shelf. So they wrote a song for you to play. Basically. Yes, like a demo track right. for so us. Right, so you guys were essentially just session musicians. <laughs> yeah, kind of. They yeah. wanted it to be kill switch eyes, I guess. Right, um, right. So I think that left a bad taste in the guys' mouths, especially ones that weren't into wrestling. Right. Uh, so it got left on a shelf until like the last day we could possibly do it. So we got to practice, and Howard and I were pushing, pushing, pushing. We really wanted to get this done. I rewrote a bunch of stuff, and I brought a demo to practice. And Adam was actually prepared and said, oh, I have a couple ideas too. So we just meshed the ideas, and in one day we wrote that track, and we're, and we're done with it. Oh, so it was, it started as like what they gave you as a demo and you kind of just... We reworked it yeah. and made it into our song. Um, so uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen with the song. Um, and all of a sudden, Randy Orton debuted with, a, with our song and they put our logo down at the bottom. And I was so excited. I was so they didn't even give you like a heads running. up? No, not at all. Because I remember like he came out with, with your song. Yep. And, was like, and, then, uh, and then so many people wrote in and said we want randy orton's theme song changed back that they changed it back the very next day yeah i remember it was only like on a smackdown right yeah. that that he they played the song and i have it taped somewhere and they're like yeah the only thing randy orton has going for him now these days is his new song by kill switch engage <laughs> and uh and everyone complained right so i thought okay this thing's dead they're never going to do anything right. with it again and then I, it, I and then all of a sudden it popped up at a pay-per-view i believe it was a judgment day or, or something it was like the official theme of the of the paper which yeah. is cool because they play it non-stop and i was like yeah. okay well it had a, a little bit more life than just a one-time thing that's yeah. great um and then wwe put it out on a compilation of a bunch of other songs with a bunch of bands that, that uh, we usually play with shadows fall was on there um uh, newborn uh brand new sin was on there um, so it was just like a rock compilation that, yeah we uh yeah. we're People would do theme songs for the bands and whether the uh, for the wrestlers and whether the wrestlers used the songs or not is a different story. Because I know Rob Van Dam didn't use the Shadows Fall track at all, right? Um, but Big Show uses the brand new Sin track still to this day, and that was back what 10, 15 years ago that that oh, was yeah, yeah, recorded. Yeah. He I still uses that, that yeah. song, which it's, is really cool. It's kind of iconic at this point, just that that cheesy song of his um so but. then uh okay so the pay-per-view happened and i thought okay that's it well we're never gonna get played again mm-hmm. but that was cool so yeah. like a rush yeah um and then cm punk they we had gotten word that cm punk the straight edge wrestler was gonna debut and he was gonna use our song so i was taping it and i saw yeah, and he him, debuted in ecw like which, to bring it back together which i know so cool. which was another thing uh, when i the first time i got to meet phil is his name mm-hmm. um I told him that was the coolest thing ever, not only to have a straight edge wrestler or a hardcore guy using our theme song, but also it was on ECW, my favorite brand of all time. I yeah. thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. So, and then also just, to, I was actually just watching back the show in Chicago, Money in the Bank, which was supposed to be like his last night. And when he wins his title, first thing you hear is, you know, you hear the the kill switch track. How cool was that? Here, like, how cool? Like, I, I did you guys ever go to see a show live when 
punk was coming out to your music? Yeah, um, MVP was another guy that we kept in contact with for mm-hmm. quite a while, and uh, Howard was really good friends with him. So he got us tickets to WrestleMania 23, the outdoor one at the Orange Bowl in fl- Florida. Oh, wow. It was really yeah. fun. That was the one where the fireworks kind of hit people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, like that. that was Ric Flair's retirement <laughs> yeah, show, right? Yeah, it was Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. And so you were there, and you, and CM Punk won the Money in the Bank that night, too, I believe. I think he, he it did, It was the opening yeah. match. I just remember the Ric Flair thing and then people yeah. crying everywhere. And yeah. It's pretty nuts. That was cool. What was it like seeing, like, you know, obviously going to, you know, you've been to your fair shows being your, being in a metal head. Like, how does the wrestling experience compare to a metal experience? I was bummed you? that we didn't get to go backstage and meet anybody or talk to anyone. Like, I, we got tickets through wrestlers, but we didn't each, we didn't talk to them once. I see. You just came and, and let, you came to the show. It was bizarre. Yeah. I, in that respect it felt like uh less contact than i don't know it just it felt like uh empty a mm-hmm. little bit cool really nice of them yeah. to do uh but we you know we just wanted to say hi um <clears throat> but uh you know flash forward a, a few years later and mvp and uh shane no and uh let's see hurricane helms and uh two the hardy boys all came out to a show to oh, hang wow. out and we were hanging out on their on our bus with those guys and oh, really got cool. a chance to sit down and actually have cool conversations with those yeah dudes. And yeah that kind of made up for all that other stuff that's really cool so you you mentioned this uh, uh a little before about the the payment so if we could just mm-hmm. talk you don't have to give a specific number right. obviously but so they give you like an upfront licensing and then do they pay you every time it's played or it's no just, it's just that's it yeah and and, and it's a lump sum. they dictate the deal because everyone wants to get on that right you know, if you don't want it they'll find someone else so much airplay it's ridiculous right. every monday night for like what five or six years our song was played so. yeah were you bummed when he came back and it was a uh, living color and then- he was on us for about two years to try and do a cover of that song oh really he was telling us for a while that mm-hmm. he was going to change mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> it was when he became heel right uh it was when he left with the world title uh and then was out of contract and then came back with the world title that was when he because uh, he was cult telling us he was saving it for a special time but he did want to change it to cult of personality it was one mm-hmm. of his favorite songs and he wanted us to cover it we just never got around to it oh that's cool well that's cool that he wanted to yeah he's a really nice guy we met him yeah. quite a few times and, and he he became a, like a friend so yeah that's cool i mean he <clears> seemed like the coolest dude and it was always so cool to have like a hardcore dude real easy to talk to yeah, yeah. in wrestling uh so that's cool uh let's see let's i remember I, I was asking him secret behind the scenes questions and I oh said, yeah uh, anything, anything so if you're walking good? down the hallway at wd mm-hmm. wwe headquarters and mm-hmm. you and you happen upon somebody that you don't want to talk to who would that person be like who are the people you avoid mm-hmm. jbl oh really? <laughs> right away <laughs> triple h oh. stephanie oh wow yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, not <clears throat> too controversial after uh, <laughs> right. what happened uh, with the fall. It's kind of bummed that, he, that he's gone now. I feel like he was really one yeah. of the reasons I watched at the was time. Was there something about him? He's a, uh, I think his UFC match is going to come up soon, right? He has an opponent. Okay. Uh, so it is being booked. Yeah. It's just, I think he had some back surgery that he had to do, which kind of pushed Yikes. back the debut. But yeah, he's almost <laughs> ready to debut. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how he does it. Like he's obviously taking it really seriously i'm happy for him that he's happy but yeah i don't just know selfishly i'm like man i want you back in wrestling i know <laughs> i know i know but i could see his point if you know standing against the real authority <laughs> i suppose <laughs> right yeah like if they're not giving him a push if they're not get, like i think like what he really wanted was the main event of wrestlemania yeah and they just weren't going to give it to him so he was like well i've done everything else why do i got to do this anymore yeah they, he he 
his main contention was the glass ceiling and mm -hmm. not being able to break through. Yeah. Uh, so what were some of your favorite like pay-per-views? What were like, what, what are like, if you can go back on the network, what would you put on? Or I always do ECW pay-per-views. There's mm -hmm. so much, so much excitement. I would, I rented every single one from the first one until the yeah. last one that did, they did. And I, Balled my eyes out when it was over. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something I held. Close ECW to my chest. Heat Wave '98 is my favorite. ECW oh yeah, debut. that one's awesome. That was the one with Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus uh, the guy who played Hakushi in WWE and Hayabusa, who sadly just passed away. Right. And that was so cool because that was the first time I ever saw Hayabusa, and he was like. The way I compared him and Sabu were like Ken and Ryu and Street Fighter. Like they were right. like the same guy kind of, but yeah. like different outfits. So it was so cool seeing those guys wrestle. And I don't remember the name of the pay-per-view, but the first time that Van Damme and Jerry Lynn met up. Oh, was yeah. Phenomenal. Beginning yeah. to end, one of the best matches I've ever seen. I think that might have been Guilty as Charged. That was yeah. Like a, yeah. I, I know it was like blue. I can, yeah. I can see the colors in my yeah. head. They always had the shittiest <clears throat> logos, though. They I did. feel with ECW. But I kind of like that about it. I like so that they kind of didn't give it like the, the low quality And they'd sell it. the t shirts in between yeah. the, the matches and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that, those were my favorite. Those The commercials for those tapes. Like born to be wired and yeah. like hostile city, the, the scaffold match with Brian Lee. I always yep. wanted to see the match. And I remember a few years ago, I finally watched it and the commercial <laughs> made it seem so much cooler than the actual yeah. match. Cause when you think about it, like a scaffold match, you're basically two people are, are, are like 30 feet above the air and there's tables all over. But the thing is you have to have a match on a scaffold. Like <laughs> yeah, how much shaky. can you really do? It's just punches and kicks for like five minutes. And then and bam, someone, bam, bam, Yeah, bam, someone bam. has to fall off. <clears throat> but that, the, the spot with the table was pretty cool. So like what, what were some of your, so is it you do you default to ECW or do you, do you have any WWE? I, WWE um, I saved on the network the Judgment Day pay per view because I wanted to see our song oh, yeah, again. Nice. <laughs> I've never really watched it. I don't yeah. know. Wonder. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, the NXT pay per views have been so you're, you're awesome. Getting into, I love that. So you're into the more underground. You're, you're into like yeah. the less. I mean, mainstream I, I appeal do. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, because of the ECW background and just mm -hmm. growing up uh, with the DIY attitude, I feel like NXT really personifies that. Even though e NXT took over for ECW when they were on that TNN channel. Right. If you remember back then, yeah. I was so bummed that it was happening. Really? I thought the ECW revival, I was like, glad to see it, was it go. Yeah, it was I was bad. glad to see it go, yeah. But I still was holding on. I thought yeah. one day they were going to get it right. I mean, Paul yeah. Heyman... Is one of my favorites, and I, I thought for He's sure if he was had the reins, he would be able to get some cool stuff through yeah. management. But Vince has the last say, so yeah, and Vince wasn't allowing him to have control. I actually went when ECW was revived; they did a show at the ECW Arena, and I'd always wanted to go to the ECW Arena. I was way too young at first when you know it was first around, so <clears> I convinced my friends. We took a bus to Philly, and it, it was a great experience. But it was the worst show. It was like so boring. It was such huh. a shitty show. The only good match I remember was uh, Rob Van Dam versus Kurt Angle, which I mean, how could that not Holy be? Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah, that was a great. That was. Oh, a I really, remember. Really... Yeah, Kurt started. Yeah, Kurt was in ECW, when, it, ECW when they revived yeah. it. Big Show was there. Yeah, I saw a few of the WWE ECW shows. Mm -hmm. I didn't think they were that bad. It was all right, but it, it was, was okay. It but was it wasn't ECW. ECW yeah. yeah, and so Paul Heyman came out at that show, 
and people were pissed. People were sh- chanting, this show sucks. This show sucks. Uh, we want a refund. You know, like this is the fucking ECW crowd in Philly. They're not going to hold back. Yeah, of course. And he gave this whole like rah-rah speech of like, please, I know it sucks. Please just stick with it. And then maybe he'll let me do it. It was right, like, right. so even he was admitting it was shitty. And it was like, okay, this is never going to happen. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I love Paul Heyman. I'm glad he's back on TV. Him and Brock Lesnar. So good. Are, Brock Lesnar is just unreal. Like, so fun to watch. They really made him into a monster. And yeah. I wish they would take that lead and do some stuff with other people in that way of just having them win, 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 and just be an unbeatable, yeah. crazy character. Because uh, who do you really think Brock can't beat at this point? Like, he... he he should have the belt. He should be the top guy, I feel yeah. like. I mean, he's a monster. He's ginormous. He's unbeatable. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do now, and I feel like they're going to allow Roman Reigns to be the first one to beat him. Cause yeah, they're trying you to, think so? Well, they're trying to push Roman. Like, they're, they're I trying hope he to turns establish heel. Him. I, think it would, I think he should. I think like, that's the only way he's going to get yeah, respect is if he turns heel. I feel they're, they're kind of uh, pushing him the John, John Cena route, but it's like... Too much. Hey, guys, the John Cena round hasn't worked for years. <laughs> John Cena was great this year, though, or the or the U.S. Open towards Challenge the end of last year. Holy smokes! Yeah, that, that was really that was fun. some of the most entertaining John Cena stuff I've ever seen, and I was a, a proud booer of John Cena yeah. up until that point. I feel I I have to agree with you. I feel mm. like it was the perfect use of him because he wasn't like I feel when he was in the main event, it was like ah, just enough. Give me something else. So at least he was out of the main event. Yeah. He was doing something fresh. He was working with new guys. It was new matches. I agree. It was the most exciting. I've ever found John Cena, and this is uh, someone who totally booed John Cena. What do you think about Roman Reigns? Are you a fan, or, or like because there's like a lot of uh, negative negativity towards him now, which I kind of don't get. I had uh, quit watching wrestling about the same time. Well, I, I quit ro- watching wrestling for about four or five years, and mm-hmm. that was like the Shield and Nexus and mm-hmm. a bunch of that stuff, and uh, came back into it. So I didn't know Roman Reigns. I didn't know um, you know all those guys that were in the Shield. Um, I felt like so you Roman just got Re- back into it recently, or like uh, within the past two years. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. It was just dull. I would fall asleep watching Raw every yeah. night. It was just, I, I'd, why am I watching this? Is yeah, I'm instantly gonna fall asleep. <laughs> um, but it got better, and then NXT just really revitalized it for yeah. me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, just in in the amount of time that I've seen Roman Reigns, I know he's a good wrestler. I know he's. His heart's in the right place. Yeah, the person. Um, you're you're cool with the person. The character. Cool with the person, and I know people that know him and say he's the nicest, mo- most likable guy ever. Mm-hmm. But the push sucks. Yeah, I think the the character mm. development that they give him is awful, and the writing for him is like it's like who would talk like that? Like they should book him like they booked Steve Austin. I like, feel like he, he could cool. also be like a Sabu character that doesn't talk ever. Yeah. he's just like a strong guy that stands in the corner, and uh, and can wrestle. Because he's not great on the stick at all. Yeah. Yeah, he can't really talk. Keep keep his... Talk, or get him a manager. Like, if and Paul Heyman was working sakes, with... tell him to stop smiling. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he should be a bad You're yes. right. Yeah, like, he shouldn't... He finds everything funny, which really bothers me, too. It's just like, this is a serious feud. Like, you should be angry. <laughs> yeah, it seems like someone got in his ear and said, Cena smiles. You should smile, yeah. too. You're right. That could be... But at the same time, I really hate the internet blowback towards him i feel it's kind of unfair it is yeah like it's just it all started actually i feel when cm punk quit and he went on cole cabana's podcast and was kind of telling the story about how 
the management wanted him to make Roman Reigns look strong. Right. So because yeah, because I of to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, I feel like that kind of set into these fans' minds that like, oh, you know, it's cool not to like Roman Reigns because CM yeah. Punk like kind of buried. Poor him guy though, he is trying everything yeah. he possibly do. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's making all right money, so you can't feel, <laughs> you can't yeah. go that bad. But I agree. Yeah, like he's really trying to do everything he can. He has pretty good matches. I think he's a good wrestler. The only problem is the mic and the the storylines they get him right. Yeah, right. So <clears throat> let's talk about NXT. I love NXT. I got into it uh, two years ago, really, when the network started. When it yep. started airing on the network, and I was watching the Takeover special, and I was like, whoa, like. This is like in like a Ring of Honor show, exactly, but with like WWE production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who are some of your who are some of your favorites in NXT right now? Bailey's amazing to watch. Um, yeah, her Sasha Banks match uh, during that pay per view was just off the hook. I in Brooklyn or yeah. the Iron Man match? Uh, oh, Iron, both? both were both great. were great. Yeah, uh, but the Brooklyn show especially yeah. was just like wow. These guys, these girls can really go. Yeah, um, I the like the odd villains. Like, yeah, that's a great gimmick. Um, that that's ready. That, uh, I like American the Alpha. The Simon dude. He yeah, Simon has, his, he's so skinny mm-hmm. that his his stomach convexes, concaves into his chest. Like, oh, wow, He's yeah. the skinniest looking dude. He looks like he's from uh, Auschwitz or something. But then he has the the thickest thighs I've ever seen because he wears <laughs> that singlet without the legs. Oh, I'm talking about the other guy. Oh, oh, Aiden English. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The one without the mustache. Yeah, Aiden English. Is okay, that. okay he's so a, he's the one with the concave He's so thumb. skinny. Oh, yeah. my God. It's weird to watch him. Uh, Samoa Joe has been my favorite for a while yeah. uh, in, in TNA. Um, it's so funny that they never say the words TNA ever. Yeah. Not um, that it matters because no, <laughs> right. no one really watches that. Anyway. Um, who else do I like? I like American I Alpha. I mean, the girls yeah. are all awesome, really. Yeah. Uh, so do, have you, do you watch TNA? Do you keep oh, up with American it? American Alpha? Yeah, yeah. Jason Jordan and uh, Chad Gable. Yeah. yeah. They're like um, modern Kurt Angles. I love yeah. them. I feel like they, I really want Kurt Angle to be back in WWE. And like, it'd be cool if like they did a new team angle and he was their manager or I whatever. I could see him doing maybe one more match, but I know he's, he's on that run where he's yeah. doing his last matches ever or something. Well, just for I TNA. I can barely walk. Yeah. He's like, I'm sure his body's broken down after like 20 years of wrestling and also the olympic stuff and everything but yeah that would have been cool so do you have you followed any indies you mentioned ring of honor and whatever been watching like ring a- of honor ever since it got on cable like within the past year it's on nesson which is the uh the local sports network mm-hmm. uh i've been watching new japan which is blowing Unreal. my mind do you watch it on access or yeah. Like the, yeah yes yeah. um i'm still so new to it i don't know everyone's name uh yeah. but okada awesome yeah okada is like i feel like they're rick nakamura Flair. Amazing. Nakamura's coming to NXT. Yeah, I can't wait. I don't so know excited. how his gimmick is going to do, though. I, yeah. It's a flamboyant gimmick that I'm not sure Americans will latch on to. I don't know. Here's the thing. When I first got into New Japan, <clears throat> I like, really got into it. It was Wrestle Kingdom 9, which was their WrestleMania last year. The one yes, that Jim I, Ross announced. Yeah. Did you so see that? Good. Yes. So... And, like, immediately Nakamura stood out to me. Like, I didn't know who was who, yeah. but I was like, this guy, this entrance, this charisma is the best. So I feel like he will transcend And his matches turn into real street fights. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. He's an MMA fighter. He's can't like, do that in WWE. Yeah. Rob well, Van Dam learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, you can't do the, the – but he could, he could adjust. I feel like he's a pro. He's been doing it for 15 years. He knows what he's doing out there. He's going to be great. 
it'll be fun. So yeah, New Japan is awesome. Ring of Honor. Who are some of your uh, Ring of Honor guys who you like down there? Um, AJ Styles was awesome in Ring mm-hmm. of Honor for whatever in New Japan as well. Um, yeah, the Bullet Club. I love. Um, the heck is his name? Um, Castle. Oh, Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle. Yes. Has the best entrance I've ever seen in my entire life. I agreed. I like, I like ACH. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't have a lot of dudes in my memory, locked in my memory banks, but it's But yeah, Dalton Castle, that's another one where I feel like uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, because this guy plays a very flamboyant character. His nickname is the Peacock. And uh, I feel like Catalina Islands. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like 10, 15 years ago, that would have been a heel. Like people yes. would boo that, you know, like because <laughs> of the mild homophobia in wrestling. But now I feel the, the, the tide has turned where it's like a very except like people are, are into the homoeroticism of it. <laughs> right. Like There's, it's cheered. Know, maybe it's the gold dust fans. I don't know, but <laughs> he's not overdoing. He's not yeah. making fun of. He's just, no. uh, yeah, it's totally laugh yeah. with. Yes. I, it's a very tasteful character, which I think is so awesome. And he comes out with these two, like, pretty half naked boys who he uses a step stool step stool i love super. it he's the best <laughs> he's gonna be a huge star and he's a great wrestler too yeah uh one other one other thing i wanted to talk to you about too was uh you know you're a graphic designer and uh, i dabble in a little graphic design oh, right and i feel very influenced by pro wrestling sure like that's what kind of got me into graphic design was just like drawing pay-per-view logos as a kid oh, right on like, then like you WWE know. is on it with their design. Work. Yeah, I love that they separate the colors and just use them for certain shows, and their graphics are very easy to read. Yeah, and I think they've taken a few ideas from ECW here and there as far Absolutely. as T-shirt designs and stuff like that. Yeah, and ideas I, for colors and stuff. And I've noticed you kind of incorporated some, uh, like you had an ECW inspired uh, Killswitch Engage KSC shirt instead of ECW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. What are some of your favorite logo? Like, what are some of your? Do, do you have any? Favorite logos that I've done or just favorite logos? Favorite wrestling logo. I love the NXT one is so good. Mm-hmm. It really jumps out as being my favorite. I've always loved the Raw logo. Um, I used to love the Raw is War. Yeah, the stencil. They, yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite was Saturday Night's main event. I don't know. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, just like the retro vibe. Mm. Uh, and like the old WrestleMania logo, like the gold totally. and purple. Now, I, like, I do like how for every WrestleMania they have like whatever town they're in it's kind of represented in the logo like this year they're in dallas so they have like the star and the horns right so it's cool i like i always want to like go in there and like just hang out with those people and just like like do just sit in on a brainstorming meeting i think it'd be fun that would be a place i'd love to work for if this band thing ever doesn't work out (laughs) i would i would love to work there and it's not super far from my house (laughs) (laughs) so you could just drive to stanford and and hang out that's cool. Uh, what about? Let's see. What else was gonna? Uh, so, uh, the name of the record, Incarnate. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, I was watching wrestling when I thought that one up. Oh, really? Is yes. that a little uh, Brock Lesnar reference? A bit, yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of ideas while I'm watching wrestling. Um, yeah. Watching Ring of Honor. Um, um, I can't remember the name of that valet. The guy with the glasses and the long hair that carries Cyrus. the book. Yes. Yeah, that book looked oh, like. Oh wait, a no, pizza. no, Ring of Honor is Truth Martini. That's what yes, true. Yeah, uh, that book looked like a pizza box, and I was like, "Holy shit, we could do a pizza box set for our new record." 
mm-hmm. and that that's where that came from we did a pizza box set for our new record mm-hmm. the kit comes with an apron uh it comes with a pillowcase it looks like a bag of potato chips so you're sleeping on a bag of potato chips uh it's got a pizza pizza slice patch it looks like a pizza slice mm-hmm. and a bunch of other random stuff but i saw him carrying something in the ring that looked like a pizza box i was like what a great idea even though it wasn't it it just like <laughs> i was brainstorming yeah. while watching wrestling that's cool what other any other uh, wrestling inspirations <laughs> that you got in recent time none that i can think of right now but incarnate was definitely i was like oh man i mean people are gonna know that i'm stealing this but nobody picked it up <laughs> yeah that's great uh i guess because if you call it beast incarnate then right no people I had to would take know that right but I, I was thinking of another word that i could use in front of incarnate to make it less like brock lesnar but it just kind of works as mm-hmm. is and i uh jesse knows what he wants um when he hears it or when he sees it so mm-hmm. in that in in making covers or song titles i help with song titles i help with uh naming the records um as soon as he hears something he's like oh yeah i can attribute this to this song and this works with this song and then it all falls into place so he loved it as soon as he heard the word incarnate have you managed to soften anyone's distaste for pro wrestling over the years uh, are the other guys kind of uh, <laughs> getting into it or they, do they still we were not? watching wrestling in the back lounge because we're we we're only allowed to watch it in the back lounge of the bus while they watch baseball and football and all sorts of other sports up front now when you say we who's we uh, it would be me mm-hmm. josh my roadie mm-hmm. um um sometimes our light guy sometimes our merch guy um but Jesse was in the back lounge this particular time that I'm thinking of, and Neville was wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I could see myself watching this all the time. So we could have swayed him at least for that night. Oh. He hasn't watched it since, but he really saw the, you know, the physicality that yeah. Neville throws in there, and, and he was really excited about it. Neville is insane. I feel so like good. he doesn't even showcase the insane moves that he does. Right. Like he, he holds back, which he should. He's I great mean, in NXT, yeah. too. Yeah, he's a good champion. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him on the indies before, and as Pac, but like, no, he what can was his do name any- before Pac, just P A C, and like, there's a match him versus Sami Zayn, El Generico, from like P W G, which is just unreal. Like hmm. he, the moves, he he's just so athletic. Uh, and there's a lot of indie guys now, which I'd love to like. I don't know if you follow the indies like P W G, not so the much. Pro wrestling gorilla. Only stuff I can really see on TV. On TV, right, right, right. Yeah, like it, that's the thing. Like, every, and there's so much on TV. There's so much hard to now. Keep up. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> a lot. I, I don't know if yeah. I can add another show. Uh, Although I'd love to get L Ray Network. Yeah. Oh, Lucha Underground. It's the I've, one I have been able to see, and I just hear the best stuff from. Yeah, uh, I've just like I, I got into it when it first came out. Then it was kind of like, all right, I'm watching too much wrestling. I need to scale back on something. Right. But then I heard so much good about it that now I'm like trying to get back into the new season. And yeah, it's real. They have a lot of really, really good wrestlers that that are just cruiserweights, the high flyers. That's kind of what what pops me. What I really enjoy is like the cruiserweight style. Let me ask you a question: How sure. do you feel about watching these cruiserweights and all these high flyers doing their moves when Daniel Bryan, you know, had to change his style and now can't wrestle at all anymore because of concussions? Does it make you think twice about it? Because it makes me think twice about liking that stuff. That's a great question. And it's definitely something I, I have thought about. And, like, why, it, it's, it's definitely give and take. Because, like, while I don't want these guys to kill themselves, 
watching them <laughs> attempt to kill themselves is very entertaining. Yes. Uh, so, like, for example, with chair shots, I don't. I hate chair shots now. Like, yeah, right. to the head. Because you know what's I don't want to see it. Like, Especially uh, to the head. Yeah, to the head, it's like when, when somebody tries to do it, they don't do it in WWE now. It's banned. Right. But, like, in indies or in, like, TNA, when they try to do it, I hate it. It, it, it takes me out of the suspension of disbelief, and it makes me, like angry at the promoter for allowing this because it's like this is just you know it's been proven <laughs> to yeah. fuck with people's heads we don't I, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment if they right. get hit in their back or well, not what do you at feel all. about the curb stomp being banned uh that i thought was stupid that i think is just I think it's real stupid because you can tell that that move is not doing anything yeah it's fi- i think it's just they didn't want kids to copy that right. i think that's why they yeah, did that right, but right. with like the high flying moves like with the flying headbutt, like I think that should be banned now because clearly that yeah. that's not a good thing. But that like, up thing sucks, anyways. Though yeah, <laughs> that thing is stupid. Ah, the, the, it's like I wish the Dudleys were allowed to like be like evolve, like if not they, play the same. Even character. if they just got on the mic and just start ripping on the crowd like they used to do, yeah. they're so entertaining just talking. Yeah, and they would talk for like twenty minutes before they'd even wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> Bubba is one of the best heels, and they don't let him talk at all. They just do the yeah. nostalgia stuff, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I love the flippy stuff, so I can't. I feel like a like a shooting star press. I mean, it, it's dangerous if you kind of fuck it up. But if you land it properly, like there's not really shouldn't be too much. Yeah, to, like any of those stuff. So that I'm fine with. But uh, it does make me think twice, though. Now, uh, yeah, it's just really scary that anybody could go down at any minute. And the, the deaths in the rings that have happened recently, yeah. just like oh man, uh, maybe people are going too far. It is. It, I do hope that they are taking care of themselves. But I, I also feel the issue is that they wrestle too much. They wrestle right. five days oh a week. Oh, my goodness. You're right. And it's like I, I, I look at the house shows reports and it's like there's 2000 people there. It's like, is it really worth it? You know, like to do this every week in front of like take out 2, the B squad, people. the guys who aren't getting much airtime, you know? Yeah. And it's like. Scale back on your untelevised. Like you have to do raw, you have to do SmackDown. You're getting paid, for, so do, you got to do those. Scale back on the live events. Give them a few extra days to recover. You know, like I feel like that might go a long way. Yeah, but you know, but those house shows are fun to watch. They, they're the best. They're we were talking about before the mics were on. Like that's where you got to go if you want to see WWE live. I've I've been to a raw live, and it is the worst experience I've ever had. It's the only one I haven't seen. It's one of my favorite shows. It, I love Raw. I can't watch it live. I have to watch it on delay so I can right. fast forward fast through forward. all the recaps. Uh, I at, start getting heavy. <laughs> the Seeing it live, it was an, after like an hour, I'm like, wow, I'm like ready for bed. Oh, <laughs> and wow. it was like, oh, it's only like 9.15. There's still two more hours of the show wow. to go. Is that it just, because there was a lot of talking going on? It was, the pacing of it was just super slow. Right. And with the commercial breaks, there's nothing really happening. Yeah. Or they'll show commercials in the arena oh, for like whatever the the corporate sponsor is right. of the week, you know. And it's just like, show me wrestling. That's why I like the house shows because it's just go, 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 go. Yeah. There's no stopping the momentum. Whereas with uh, uh, live taping, there's a lot of momentum stopping. Right. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I just went and saw NXT in Albany. I was telling you earlier. and. Mm-hmm. So much fun. House show, not taped. Um, people were just having... It just seemed like the wrestlers were even having a good time with it because there was a lot of pressure, I suppose, yeah. to perform on TV. What, what were some of the standout matches there? There was a four-way dance with Austin Aries, um, Sami Zayn, uh, who else? Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe that was really, really oh, good. Oh, wow, yeah. Super good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like Asuka a lot. She has, I think, the oh. opening match. It was just a she, squash match. She's like a female Brock Lesnar to me. Like, what woman can beat Asuka? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> I like it. She is unstoppable. It's fun to watch, her. too. Yeah. Um, There's a ma- those uh, are the two standouts. There, she, in Japan, if you have some time to YouTube, there was a match where it was a intergender match with her and uh, this guy named Marafuji versus this guy Suzuki and this other woman who I don't remember. And this guy Suzuki, his gimmick is that he's just the biggest dick. Hmm. And the whole match... And so the crazy thing about Japanese intergender matches is the men and the women are allowed, allowed to fight each other. Whereas here, right. when the women are in the ring, only the women are in the ring when the men right. are only men. So this guy Suzuki beat the fuck out of her. And like... It was, as a viewer, it was a little uncomfortable to watch. Huh. Like it was to the point where I'm like, I don't know, like, what's going was on? She bleeding too, and all that. She wasn't bleeding, but he was like laying in the forearms and like, Yikes. like it. Was, so the storyline of the match is like, oh, this woman wants to fight me. Like I'll show her what it's like to fight a man, and like he beats her up so bad that his tag team partner, the woman on his team, comes into the ring and is like, stop, and he like shoves her away uh, and is like I'm going to beat her up I'm going to beat her up and then so whatever this match is like cemented in my head that this woman is the toughest well, she's like I'm not afraid of these women like this guy beat the shit out of me and I was and so I, I kind of thought like I was like I don't know if this is right you know like yeah. seeing a man beat up a woman like this seems really wrong and I think this guy might have taken it too far but then I read in the comments that the promotion that this was for was actually Asuka's own promotion she booked this okay. right. <laughs> she wanted this wow. she was like yeah like beat me up I want that to be the story <laughs> which is like that made her so much cooler to be like she yeah. she's a tough woman did she wind up losing? Uh, she did. Yeah, like he basically beat her into submission. Like yeah, the ref wow. kind of stopped it. Yikes. It is a very tough match, Rod, but it's like knowing that it made me like, all right, well, she was cool with it. It wasn't like he went. this guy went too far. Uh, but she's I, got a great gimmick. She's got a great entrance theme. Yeah, she's great. Stoked. She ruled. I'm really excited for her. I'm really excited for all the NXT people to kind of like come into WWE. I want to see what Finn Balor is going to be. Is Nakamura going to be in WWE or NXT? Well, I read he's going to start in NXT to kind of just get acclimated okay. to the style, yeah. but they signed him to a main event contract, like a main okay. event, okay. main roster contract. So he's not going to be in NXT for too long. And I heard Daniel Bryan was bummed because he really, really wanted to wrestle. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was so excited for that when Nakamura got It was so crazy when I first got into Nakamura. I was like, this is the type of guy that could never make it in WWE. Like, they're never going to. Immediately what I thought, and then yeah. all of a sudden he got signed. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is unreal. Uh, yeah, because I, I saw him live. He was with Ring of Honor last summer, mm-hmm. and it was so cool because they did. They played in a, a single-A baseball stadium in Coney Island. Oh, nice. So seeing wrestling in a baseball field is already so cool because yeah. they, like, they set up the ring like behind home plate. Yep. And so Nakamura comes out. And he just, like, the biggest reaction of the whole night. Like, bigger than Okada, even. Wow. And everybody loved him. And he was just so fun to watch. Like, just oozing charisma. Like, and everybody was into it. So, Sweet. it'll be exciting to see how that translates. Yeah, WWE. I wonder if they'll switch up his name. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I hope not. They I like they... to tweak things. But thank goodness they didn't do that to AJ Styles. Yeah. I mean, AJ's got the giant AJ tattoo. I don't know how, yeah, how, how much you... you could tweak that name. You'd, <laughs> yeah, like, you'd, you'd have to keep the AJ part, at least. And, like, yeah. maybe... AJ Giles or something, but no, I'm, I'm glad they <laughs> yeah, kept yeah. the name. I hope they keep at least just call him Nakamura. Like Shinsuke might be a little hard, yeah, but uh, I think Nakamura is a good that name. That could work. Yeah, uh, and I'm really look. I think they're calling him Nakamura in NXT because 
they've already taped all the shows up to it and he's oh. he's uh, spoiler alert he's facing Sami Zayn okay. so they announced Sami Zayn versus Nakamura so mm. so hopefully that'll That's cool. work it's out good to see Sami back yeah I'm uh, not the hugest Sami Zayn fan of his in-ring mm-hmm. stuff I think it's good yeah um, he's definitely like an underdog he's yeah. like a Daniel Bryan trying to beat his way to the top and he's, yeah he gets squashed a lot um, but just happy to see him back doing what he loves to do yeah and, and he, he can definitely put in a good performance which is, yeah I think is important, but uh, thank you so much, Mike, for uh, hanging out. We, we Ripping, like, this is awesome. Best yes. interview of the day. Oh, well, great. I'm glad to hear it. That's <laughs> why stuff. I started this podcast. I was like, everyone's t- done talking about metal. Let's talk about pro wrestling. I know a lot of metalheads. Like, I jumped at the chance to do this. That's great. So who are some other metalhead, like other metal musicians that you know that are big wrestling guys? Mike Martin is my iconic go-to guy when I want to find out what's going on with uh, some of the upper tier WWE guys. He's um, um, what the heck is his name? <laughs> Jesus, drawing a complete blank. Uh, I talked to Mike Martin a lot. I talked to How- Howard Jones is a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? It's not a lot, not a lot, but occasionally you run into a few yeah. people that like it. Um, I'm gonna run out of guests eventually on this show. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I'm going to run out of guests eventually just because I, I get everybody. But no, I think, <laughs> I think um, Andy one. Williams from Every Time I Die. Oh, that's right. He's going to yep. be wrestling. I really want to get him on the show. Fan. We always talk wrestling. Whenever. Yeah. He used to actually wrestle at one point. He, He's starting he had a, up like, again. ladder match. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He has a match in like He's a, huge. a month or two. Yeah. Really? What promotion? Uh, it's out of Toronto or something. I forget what it is. Just some indie. I don't remember what oh, it nice. is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Killer. Yeah, he's back in it. He's it's been training. Yeah. You got to get a metal meetup, metal pro wrestling meetup going. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where we could all just um, hang out. Seth Rollins yeah. talks to Mike Martin a lot from All That Remains. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a show uh, last year. It was a Halloween show. Mm-hmm. And Seth asked for a Killswitch hoodie. Oh, nice. Through Mike Martin. So I yeah. was like, fuck yeah. I was like, give him three. Give him five. Can't pay for Send a Send a whole box of them. It's a world champion. <laughs> you know, yeah, if he wants to. I'll give him anything he wants. But That's that was cool. really cool. I, I've actually, I interviewed Seth too, and I think he name-checked you guys as one of his favorite bands. Oh, nice. It's always I fun to hear uh, that people yeah. appreciate us, especially in things that I watch and, yeah. and look up to. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I'm excited for Seth Rollins to come back. I kind of miss him. Yeah, soon. Uh, I think he's like two months away. Yeah, like uh, he's already training without his like knee brace or anything. Well, that's so good. He's on his way back, so that's right. You don't exciting. want him to rush it, though. No, take your time, but not back for WrestleMania, obviously. No, no, no. Yeah, the WrestleMania card at this point, I think, is, is set. It's falling apart, isn't it? No, it's all. It's Everyone's all getting hurt. <laughs> they think Reigns is going to be back for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely back. He yeah. just got like a nose surgery, though. Didn't but. even look real when it happened. That did you think that was a real? No, I don't think oh. it was real. I think he just had a pre-existing okay. thing. Now that makes sense. And they they because it didn't wrote not, it. The, it, the blood looked a little too red and it just, yeah. Oh, there's footage much. like footage of someone in the front row with their cell phone they shot where Byron Saxon, the announcer, hands Roman Reigns something okay. right before he starts bleeding. All so right. it's assumed that it that's just fake. like a and then all of a sudden packet. he was out. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, it totally it looked like way too red the blood yeah. like because the blood is like. A darker, like maroon burgundy, especially out of the nose. Too. Yeah, with all that snot. <laughs> I but don't. Anyway. Uh, are you? What are you excited? I know we were going to end it, but what yeah. are you excited about? What's your WrestleMania? Your favorite WrestleMania match happening this year? The match. I'm okay. So for this year, WrestleMania, I'm looking forward to Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar. It's gonna be good. 
uh, any Brock Lesnar matches. I, I always look forward to it. There's no way Dean Ambrose can win that, though. No, but I think the story is going to be that he just won't give up. Yeah. And or, so... Or Heyman turn no 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 I, I don't want i don't want Heyman and lesnar splitting up no, right that I, I don't need that uh yeah so that i'm really looking forward to the shane mcmahon undertaker match because do you think that was what the match will really be or do you think shane will come up with like a proxy person i've heard of a bunch of people say this but i feel like that has to be the match just because it's like that's what they're advertising, like, you know, and he's so training. nowhere, though. Yeah, it does seem weird. Like, why is The Undertaker cool with this? And Undertaker really wants to wrestle Sting, his best friend. Yeah. And I would think a Hell in a Cell match would be, like, the ultimate one to just say, okay, this is our last match ever. Well, Sting can't wrestle anymore. Seth Rollins That's injured it. him. That's <laughs> it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it for him, then? Uh, well, he has to have, like, huge neck surgery that he's been putting off. And that neck surgery, that's, like, the one that the Edge ender. got. Yeah, and that's, like, a, at least a one-year uh recovery but like at his age he's not gonna get back they're not gonna let him back in the ring god that seth rollins match looked nasty that those turnbuckle bombs you could tell right when he just wasn't even in his right mind anymore yeah that match and i wonder if sting was supposed to win that match and then just was like forget it because it seemed it, it ended really fast it didn't make sense too that like rollins lost his first match to cena and then won his second match when he's already weakened yeah. versus a fresh opponent. Right, and they d- they really didn't, unfortunately, didn't use Sting like they should have. Yeah, I was really bummed that he lost last year, too, at WrestleMania with Triple H, because I was like, there's no way, like, it's his first match in yeah. WWE, first WrestleMania, he has to win. Like, it doesn't, it didn't and make sense. It made no, the whole match didn't make sense, but, like, yeah. the fact that he lost, like, really annoyed me. Like, why, why? And then he was giving credit to Triple H. And yeah. Just stop it. But with the Shane McMahon Undertaker match, though, uh, just going back to that, like I have no idea how to, how it will end because it's like Undertaker, he has the one loss to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but he's otherwise undefeated. So it's like for him to lose, it would be a very big deal. Plus the Shane McMahon, because Shane McMahon is like not a real wrestler. So it's like yeah. it, he can't like lose to Shane McMahon fairly. There has to be some... Thing, and I want Shane McMahon to be in charge of Raw, what about so I want him to win. Undertaker turn. Undertaker turn. And then he'll be with Shane to get Shane on Raw mm-hmm. to get Vince out of. Yeah, I, I could see that, where Undertaker yeah. like beats him to a pulp and then covers himself. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then like yeah, lays on the ground yeah. and Shane get on top of him. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be totally fine with that. I, I'm really curious about the storyline of that. and Oh, also the, the Divas championship match i'm looking forward to charlotte versus sasha how do you feel how do you feel charlotte is performing as opposed to the way she used to wrestle in nxt i feel like all of them are a notch below how good they were in nxt and i feel that's a big problem for wwe is like when someone gets called up they don't do a good job of reintroducing them to the newer the broader audience Uh and i feel like something is always lost especially with the history that she's had Yeah. yeah Uh, but those three had amazing matches in NXT, whether it's a one-on-one. The tr- How come three- that doesn't translate? I don't get I, it. I don't get it either. I don't know. I think maybe the whoever the producers are in WWE are like stifling them or something. I don't know. It's hard to but say. But still, it's up to them to put their match on. I just well, don't they work get with it. A, they work with an agent. Like they don't work just on their own. But right. also, I think probably with the uh, probably with the. Uh, WWE matches, they don't have as much time to practice because yeah. in NXT they live in Orlando. Right, right. They have that gym there, the Performance Center. So if they have a big match coming up, they're in there 
every day banging working it out. Re- yeah, really making sure it's perfect. Fine tuning it. Whereas this, they're working five days a week, so it's a little more improv. Yeah, I just got the call from our man. Our, uh, Tour manager is time to do sound check. Oh, this very is exciting. super fun. <laughs> Mike, thanks again for entering the squared circle pit. Oh, I appreciate it. Cool. Anytime. What an awesome interview with Mike D of Killswitch Engage. Big thanks to him and everyone uh, behind the scenes that helped make it happen. It was an awesome interview. Thank you specifically to Amy Scaretto. You rule. And I want to uh, thank Mike because, you know, we were originally scheduled for like half an hour. We went way over. We just could not stop talking pro wrestling (laughs) and and it was a really fun interview i would love to hear what you thought of the interview you can of course email me robert at metalinjection.net or rob at metalinjection.net and you can tweet me at rob injection or follow the official squared circle pit twitter at squared circle pit no e in circle or on facebook.com slash squared circle pit uh, we're almost done here. Before we go, I want to play a clip from the Metal Injection Livecast, my other podcast, where me and my co-hosts are talking about this Hulk Hogan Gawker trial. And it is just too funny. This is just a little clip of it. If you'd like to hear more, you have to go and listen to the episode we just posted, episode 351. We spend about 40 minutes making jokes about this Hulk Hogan trial, and it's hilarious. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you to Hugh Myron for the music, and we'll be back in about two weeks with another Squared Circle Pit. Hulk Hogan, uh, six or seven years ago, when he just got divorced with his wife. Mm-hmm. Or from his wife. From his wife. Or she divorced him, I guess. He went to his best friend's house. His best friend's name? Bubba the Love Sponge. I was going to say A.C. Cowlings. (laughs) Bubba the Love Sponge. And Bubba the Love Sponge had a thing where he liked pimping out his wife. I guess he wasn't charging for people to have sex with her. He he would like, uh, his wife was a complicit in this and she allowed him to do this. Maybe um, he just likes, uh, what is it? Cuckolding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his wife is fairly attractive, right? Yeah, I don't even know what she looks like. a disgusting slob of a man, so she probably is like, all right, fine, I'll marry you, but I get to... He lives up to the name Bubba the Love Sponge. And he has some degree of fame, right? Yeah, he's a a famous shock jock in Florida. And he was syndicated. Of course this happened in Florida. Yeah, so, of course, in Florida. And so he... uh, Hulk Hogan's quote-unquote best friend at the time, Bubba the Love Sponge, convinced him to have sex with his, with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. All right. And he had security Mrs. cameras. Sponge. Yes. Mrs. Yeah. Sponge. Yeah, Mrs. Sponge. And he had a security camera tape his best friend fucking his wife. Uh-huh. And then allegedly at the end of the tape, once Hulk Hogan leaves and everything and like Hulk thanks Hogan. him. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I don't know if I can do that with my uh, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge is over her telling his wife, we're going to make a lot of money. We can make a lot of money off of this. So some friend. He's, yeah, like some it's friend. His name is Bubba the Love Sponge. Also like, during the video, during the, the, the por- porno tape, you could tell, you could hear Hulk Hogan say, oh, we just ate. I feel like such a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, what did he say? We just ate. I feel like such a pig. Uh, like, like burping veal bloated. parmesan into her face. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'll I'll see you in another fifteen minutes. Ugh. That's ironically what I ate that I think was bad. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not making that up. I promise you. Wow. I ate some L and B veal parm yesterday. That I think I I ate leftovers today. 
And I don't think it was uh, something was wrong with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darren. I don't mean to laugh at you. I, it's funny. I'm, I'm telling sorry. you, it's funny. <laughs> I'm not it's, laughing at your pain. I know. I know. I know. It's a funny situation. <laughs> wow. So, so anyway, allegedly, Bubba the Love Sponge's house was broken into. Uh, allegedly. And the safe containing these tapes. Was broken into the safe ticket. The, the least important thing in the world ever put in a safe. 